This podcast is intended for listeners that are 18 years or older. Explicit language, sensitive content, and views that are objectionable to some listeners may be present in the podcast. As such, listener discretion is strongly advised. Please read our podcast terms and conditions before listening to Up the Rabbit Hole. Okay, welcome back to Up the Rabbit Hole, episode number four. This is on fantasies and whether they're normal or not. Uh, and so, um, again, with Dr. Corey Harushka and with Brandy Enns here. Oh, we got a good one today, Corey. So, um, I guess before we start, uh, oh, I got my new old joke back from the 80s again. I'm going to torture you guys with all of these, whether you like it or not. So, th- this is one that I remember. So, in this case, it was there was little Johnny and little Sally or are playing um, playing marbles, and so um, little Johnny was digging into his marble bag, and he pulls out this bright blue marble, and he goes, "Oh, look what I got!" And so little Sally goes, "Oh, you think so?" And digs around in her little marble bag, and finds a nice bright red. And says, huh, I got one of two. He said, "Oh, really? Okay." Little Johnny digs down in his marble bag and pulls out a bright uh, green one, and. Of course, Sally finds a bright green one too and matches it too. Little Johnny goes back in there and he finds a bright multicolored one. And Sally, of course, finds one almost equivalent, but says, hey, I got one just like that too. So little Johnny gets all frustrated and he's like, really? So he stands up and he pulls down his pants and he goes, well, look, this is what I have, but you don't have one of these. And little Sally looks and looks in her pants and realizes she doesn't have one there. Starts crying and runs away. About 15 minutes later, little Silly comes back with a big grin on her face. And little Johnny's going, why are you grinning? I got something you don't have. He says, yeah, my mommy says, when I grow up, I'm going to be able to get any one of those with one of these anytime I want later. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Good one. I like it. I don't know how you remember them. (laughs) Especially (laughs) with this aging brain thing. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) I got some questions for you today, Corey. Shoot. Awesome. Question number one. Why am I so sex driven? Why do I like to be taken advantage of like the rape fantasy? Uh, I mean, I guess we have three questions in that system, right? Um, So when we're, when we're having sex, um, some individuals may have more of a hypersexuality dynamic. So I guess when you say you're so sex driven, it's a natural part of our body dynamics. The question is some people may have kind of it on supercharge and so normally i'd want to ask more questions to say is like when you say you're so sex driven what does that really mean you know i have some people come in and they want to say i'm so sex driven i you know i want to have sex once a month do i have clients i think i mentioned earlier like you know up to 30 times in a day and so we're looking at what is within that normal range the the normal range when we hit around seven again seven times a week we move into that hypersexuality definition slash diagnoses um, and so, although it may not be problematic, uh, I think right now with COVID, the rates have probably jumped a lot more because people have a lot more time and um, a lot more time to spend on porn. And that's one of the more uh, popular things that people have been going to. So, I mean, it could be biologically driven. Um, it could be kind of learned. Some people with they have a history of sexual abuse can become hypersexual um, just because of how they've been framed. And, and some people use it for coping. 
some people might be bored in their relationship and they tend to use that as their go-to for fantasy. So there's, it's not a nice, simple answer. And I want to spend typically a good time looking at, you know, when did this ha go? What's going on? What's driving it? Are there external things that are driving it? Um, you might be with a really good partner. And so therefore this is enjoyable and very focused for you. Um, there could be insecurity in that way. You're just trying to find love through sex. There's lots and lots of options. So it's, it's really exploring that. Agreed. Now it, it didn't qualify if the, if the question asker was male or female, but we can also look at the biology. If this is a, you know, why am I so sex driven? If this is a female who's hit in her forties, there's going to be a biological reason for, for that big increase. right. Our estrogen levels and our progesterone levels are dropping and guess what's rearing its head. Yes. Testosterone. There can be that, but I also want to look at relationships. If you were in a crappy relationship before and you find a new partner that that could be a whole new game changer. And it it's, you know, women tend to be more relationally oriented. So it's, it's more dependent on how that relationship is going and they're feeling empowered. Um, with men, it's a little bit more kind of uh, visual and, you know, biologically kind of driven. Um, but there's that whole spectrum of everyone on by either side. Some men are very intimacy based and, and, and not as sex driven. And some women are a lot more hypersexual. And that's just, again, partly our biology, our little bit of our psychology and our little bit of our environment relationship stuff. I think it's really important to realize that, you know, what is within the norm. And just because you think you're super sex driven, it doesn't necessarily mean that is the case. This is just where you feel comfortable. And if sex is an important part of your life, then that's okay. As long as we're doing kind of the safe, sane, consensual, healthy lens of sex. Fair enough. We always need to, you know, talk about consent agreements and what that looks like. Do you want to look at why do I like to be taken advantage of? Well, again, of course, you ask me a question. And I have more questions about it because I guess my question would be, do you like to be consensually taken advantage of, which would be more like a role playing dynamic? Or is it, are you actually being taken advantage of? and you like it, which, you know, I would want to explore that. I don't call it actually being taken advantage of, it's consensually hunted or taken. And so you get into this dynamic where you're kind of moving into a role-playing dynamic and it's more like playing these systems, just like you call it the rape fantasy. I don't call it the rape fantasy, I call it the play rape fantasy because it's usually with someone that you care about and trust, but you're kind of enacting a more taboo power dynamic you know, spontaneous or kind of at play, but it's in a safe environment. The rape fantasy, you know, the, yes, I want someone that I really don't know who could be quite violent to actually rape me, you know, in, in a fantasy. I don't see that actually too often. Right. I haven't seen that at all as of yet. So interesting. Like you said, I think it's, it's kind of comes down to the power differential being female. I think a lot of women who've seen uh, movies like 50 shades of gray kind of, Ooh, I just want him to throw me up against the wall and do with me as he wants. Not necessarily a rape fantasy, but it's, it's the male driving what's yeah. going on. Being the top and leading. So, yeah. yes, I think the important part is though, is when you, when you have those communications and that consent and you know, you, you play it out with your partner, someone that you trust and you make the agreements of how it's going to happen and it's safe it's, it's okay. It's okay to Sane have these fans. And consensual. Those are your three rules you always want to remember. Yes. So I think that's really important. Uh, on to question number two. Mm -hmm. uh, when we are having sex, I often imagine my wife with her previous boyfriend making out. I often go to the extremes in my imagination compared to what she's told me. And I just find this a turn on. I don't think of her with other men and I would definitely not encourage swinging. 
I think generally, I mean, there's fan, there are no rules for fantasy because fantasy is not an action. It's a, something in your head. And so anything that's typically taboo or, um, uh, you know, novel or new tends to be more exciting. And so I'm okay with people having a fantasy regarding anything. The question is, some of those fantasies really should not go to action because they're unhealthy or those systems, but they may creep in because sometimes just the fact that it's naughty or taboo or illegal makes it more appealing. And so then people will kind of have that running, running through their head. Um, it doesn't mean they want to follow through with it. Just be careful on that one. So for him, um, I would say as careful on having sex with the person in your head more than the person in your bed. Cause if that happens too much, then you're now starting to really run more of a fantasy base without actually interacting with the person. And unless they're informed of this process, we want to kind of watch out because then you start disengaging from that and it just becomes more like too objectified. Right. And I, I would expect that having those types of communications, if you choose to do so with your significant other females are going to really personalize that. What is right. So am I not enough? What is wrong with me? Am I not thin enough, pretty enough? Why do you want to imagine me with somebody else? What, how does this look? And so that can really become a big wedge in relationship. Definitely can. Because I mean, listening to his question, it, it, it can be normal to be a turn on. And you might just have boundaries, like you indicated that you don't think of her with other men and would not encourage swinging. So those would just be your boundaries regarding what, what is acceptable to you in your system. Um, and then, you know, once you communicate. Absolutely. Uh, question number three. Uh, my husband of 10 years loves anal sex and would like to include this in our relationship. I've done it once with him and hated it. He says I need to stop being closed minded. I'm not closed minded, just found the process very uncomfortable. When he's sexually frustrated, he doesn't speak to me. Please help. If it's the first time that you've done anything anal play, then a lot of times that anal sphincter muscle doesn't like to give up too much. And it takes a bit of time to relax. And so partly it depends on what your first experience is, just like a lot of people have bad first sex sexual experiences. And so sometimes that may require training if there's an interest, but I guess we have to play with, are you interested in exploring that with him more and helping your body maybe train so that it's not going to be an unpleasant or hated because it depends on why you hated it. It is a natural erogenous zone, which means it does have sensory endings and can be pleasurable in that process. Um, but again, not if it's like unlubricated or causing pain or there's all those components would just really ruin a, an experience. Um, playfully, I'd also kind of commonly indicate to, to her to think about um, sharing. So let's say if he's wanting it one way and he's saying you're not supposed to do that, my question or curiosity would be if it's a share and trade dynamic, if, you know, is he okay with being pegged? Because, I mean, he likes anal sex. I mean, was that giving or receiving? But again, you know, if you're going to request and expect something from someone else, are you willing to put up on your side to, to be able to get that? And just to clarify, pegging is when a man receives anal sex from a woman using a strap-on device. Well, it could be anyone, or, because a woman could be pegged too by another woman. Fair enough, fair enough. But in this, per in this situation yeah. is what I was meaning, yeah. Yeah, because even if he, you know, even if he, even if he is willing to do that, that doesn't mean you have to do it because he said, sure, you want to peg me? Okay. As long as I get to do it to you, we still have, again, that consent. You can choose to not do this. Um, and I guess another problem from there that I'm seeing is if he's stonewalling you and stonewalling is when you are 
not communicating and blockading that communication process um, because you're not willing to have sex with him, especially the way he wants you to, this to me becomes a lot more problematic uh, in a relationship because it, it's quite unhealthy. It's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse of Gottman couple therapy issues. Yeah, communication is extremely important. But uh, the stonewalling is definitely an issue. There has to be some communication around this. It's not it, just because he the it sounds like the male is not getting what he wants doesn't give it makes it very difficult to then even proceed in a regular or not a regular but a what their <laughs> norm I hate to say it sorry I retract that I retract it but to say what their normal sex life would be quote unquote it you know to not even have that communication with her it, again the females personalized to the nth degree and it, it causes that rift it's problematic so yeah, definitely need to have some com communication and negotiation and kind of set because I guess ultimately if that's a, you know, make it or break it, then she needs to consider what does that mean if that's going to keep happening and how is it going to impact the relationship going forward? Absolutely. So communication, super, super important. And negotiation. Yeah. And compromise. <laughs> uh, last question that we've got today is uh, I want to have a threesome with my wife and another man. How do I ask her to fulfill my fantasy without hurting her? In, in my session, so I'm usually talking about helping com communicate your own fantasies. A lot of people don't know what they want in, in the bedroom, and they're used to kind of more vanilla kind of sex, which would be kind of standard missionary position, maybe a few changes of that one. And so I encourage all couples to be able to go out there and look on um, some of the lists I give out, I give out handouts that has anywhere from probably a hundred to a thousand different activities for them to kind of explore and, and bring up that topic with their partner to say is, Hey, what are you interested in doing? What are the yeses? What are the no's? What are the maybes maybe given the circumstance? And so it depends on what your partner's like. If she, she may personalize it, she might might find it exciting. And so I guess keeping that initial conversation of, Hey, here's some fantasies. I don't know if we want to move any with any, you know, forward with any of these, but I want to be able to talk about my fantasies and you to talk about your fantasies and just sometimes even just play in that arena because it might be titillating and ex exciting just to talk about those without requirement of following through with any of those. Some of that then may lead to a discussion further about which one of these we might be, be playing with. And then if you do agree then really now we're moving into what are the rules? And so I think a lot of people don't, don't talk too much or talk enough about what are the expectations of the rules? What does this mean? You know, is it, a, if you do agree to have this threesome dynamic, is it, you know, is it a, an anonymous individual? Is it, um, you know, is it a single session? Is it, a, is it more, you know, kind of having a poly or an open relationship dynamic with this, locked in partner just for sexuality stuff so there's all these different options and then um kind of what's your safety plan what happens if you know one party says no and the other party says oh yes i want to do that more um you know are there what's your backup plan for uh the agreement within the relationship so should one of you choose not to be a part of this if it is a couple event Agreed. And like you said, that communication point is, is really important. I've worked a lot with female clients and a lot of things that I hear is they don't, as females kind of taught to be passive when it comes to sex and realizing that they have a voice and you're allowed to talk about your fantasies too. It's, it's okay. 
but voicing them and being able to say, this is kind of what I want to try, or this is what I like, or but putting a voice to it. And if you don't know what it is, then again, going to that, that proverbial buffet and just really discussing, wow, what, what a buffet that we have to look at. Like, what can we, if, if the husband is starting to talk about the fantasies, just to allow the wife to say, yes, you know, this, that might be great. Let's check it out. Or you don't, cause you don't really know what you like until you try it. And I, I encourage you, like, if you are interested in different kinds of things, uh, fat life, um, is a good, uh, fantasy kind of base where they have a whole, I mean, it's a whole huge website resources. That was, that's one that I will send clients to just to kind of get a good snapshot. Um, sometimes there's also conferences out there. Um, back years ago, there was a, in Edmonton, there was a Lupercalia conference, which is a, a BDSM kink conference. And so all the different kink communities kind of got together and they had a, a weekend conference once a year. I mean, there's a lot of things that people could could go and check out. I mean, we've got swingers clubs here. We've got Steam Downtown, which is more of like a for men club. But then on the weekends, women can go. I believe it's weekends. Is it weekends or Tuesday nights? I can't remember. <laughs> One of the two. But I, I mean, no. <laughs> we've got we've got things here in the city that people can, like you say, go on a field trip, check it out. This is wow. This is interesting, or absolutely not. I, th I think the other thing to be aware of is, I mean, when you look at a lot of these communities, if you have an alternative fantasy or kind of interesting dynamic is they are very, very clear with the rules and boundaries. And so it's actually fascinating that I, when I went to that, um, that I think the, you know, the alternative lifestyle communities are actually much better set up for open communication, talking about what you like, talking about the boundaries, the scope. They run this, you know, you, um, much better than my average population or couple. Um, they're, they're happy to talk about it. There's this sense of kind of openness and, you know, whatever your fantasy is, yeah, whatever. It's like, it's, it's just a fantasy. And so some of them we can play with, some of them we may not, right? Um, where a lot of my couples, when they're in a more, you know, secure or a secluded uh, kind of relationship dynamic may not ever explore that or even think about that unless they read or watch a movie right absolutely absolutely so if we talk about takeaways today Corey what are your what are some of your takeaways today from this I think first first rule will be there are no rules regarding fantasy anything goes regarding that even if they are yes you know uh, unhealthy or illegal it, it, realize that, that that your mind will go to those places even if you don't want them to sometimes and they might be titillating and exciting that doesn't mean you necessarily want it but it may still be exciting and novel excellent i think one of the important ones for me is communicate 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 with with uh, negotiate and navigate and refine and repeat and, and set those clear boundaries. So that's all those components are really that, you know, lining up for that safe, sane and consensual process. So people can have a healthy, enjoyable experience in terms of what they're doing. And uh, yes, uh, if, if you have any more questions or things that you would like us to talk about or expand on, feel free to send us an email or a, or a text into our system. And then, uh, you know, we will see if we can apply it onto our system. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that rounds out another episode down the, up the rabbit hole. Yeah. No more down. It's all up now. Yes. And so yeah. Is. And then, so uh, see you next uh, episode. Keep safe. Keep warm. Bye-bye.